0: So I got a recording for you from back at the Western Hunting Expo in Salt Lake City. So I was able to meet and sit down, and record a podcast with Heather from Heather's Choice Meals. Um, Heather's Choice—it's a company that she founded—and um, it, it just provides uh, nutritional meals for, for backpack hunting and and our, our other options like her her nutritional meals—they're low on sodium. Um, they're all natural ingredients. They're good for you and you feel good when you're eating them. So it just, it just provides this great alternative for us as backpack hunters to, to be able to have good nutrition in the backcountry. Um, the podcast is great. She's super knowledgeable. She's got a degree in nutrition. Um, she's a college athlete, um, two time national champion as a, as a rower. She had a seat in a rowboat, um, but just uh, extremely knowledgeable about nutrition and, and, and how our bodies work and how we're individuals and what our bodies are doing in the backcountry. And so I had a, a ton of questions for her. And you're just trying to sort through all the information you hear, all the different diets and information and, and conflicting views. And, and to be able to sit down and talk with her and get through that uh, was really cool. She shared some great information. You know, I learned a ton. I think you guys are really gonna like it. And, and thanks to Heather for being on. Um, With that, our sponsor for today's show is Yeti Coolers. Um, Yeti has just changed the way I hunt. Uh, To be able to have a high quality cooler that you can keep ice longer, um, you know, it just means for uh, like when I'm truck hunting and when I'm doing a seven to 10 days, I can keep ice and keep quality foods in that cooler the whole time. Um, and, and and even when I'm backpack hunting to be able to go up three days in a backpack spot and return down, still have ice in my cooler, you know, be able to make a good meal at the truck before I head into the next trailhead, not have to go to a grocery store or find a gas station to get ice. I can just keep it throughout the whole trip. And then also to be able to ice down deer and elk that I harvest, um, to get them on ice, I hunt a lot of bow seasons where it's really hot, where, um, you know, you got to get that animal out and get it on ice and get it cooling down. And uh, Yeti allows me to do that. It also, when I'm hunting with buddies, if I harvest, you know, I can get my animal ice down, cooling down, and we can continue to hunt for a couple days, you know, and try to fill his tag. And so it's, it's just changed the way I hunt. I always like to to mention, too, that it counts as a bear-proof container, you know, in, in national forest, in... in Well, National Forest and maybe BLM requires it too, but I know National Forest, you got to store your food in a bear proof container. Um, Your truck doesn't count, a normal cooler doesn't count, but a Yeti does. You throw it in a Yeti, couple locks on either side, and you're good to go. Um, Otherwise, you got to hang it 10 feet up and four feet away from the trunk of a tree, which is a pain. So. It it saves a step when you're when you're camping in bear country as well. So they also have great thermoses, coffee cups I use every day. Um, a great company, and thanks to Yeti for sponsoring the podcast. And with that, over there at Eastman's, um, we're gonna get that that podcast recorded um, about uh, uh, dumb moves that we made in the backcountry, or our friends, or things that we've seen. Um, you know, making mistakes is all part of learning. It's part of learning and getting better and uh, learning from it. Like my, (coughs) excuse me, my, um, my daughter—I don't know if she wants me to tell this on the podcast—but we have super icy roads here, and um, so you know, she went around a corner, went straight, went into the ditch. I mean, she was doing 15 miles an hour, maybe even 10 miles an hour. It was the perfect scenario. There was nothing to hit there. It was a little ditch into a snowbank, and we had to pull her out and then and then get her going again. But from that, she gets to learn that lesson of speed on snow and ice, and she's a new driver. The only way you get better is experience, but you have to make those mistakes, and all of us guys have, have times and places where we drove into the ditch or drove off the road or whatever the case is and learning from it. So to to have her go off at, at a really mild speed, like you say, 10 miles an hour or whatever, didn't make the corner because it was slick. She gets to learn from that with, you know, and there, there wasn't, you know, it got her heart rate up, you know, she didn't want to make a mistake. She had to call to get help to get out, but, but she gets to learn from it and, you know, nothing's wrecked on her car you know, there's no damage or anything, but I, I just think we, we all learn from our mistakes and it's so important, um, to take those lessons to heart and including our bow hunting life, whatever it is. But, um, anyways, let's, uh. We will get that recorded over there at Eastman's. Um, we got some good podcasts coming up for you, including this one. Let's get this thing rolling. So, this is Heather from Heather's Choice, Eastman's Elevated. Here we go. Okay, I'm live here. Um, we're at the expo, we're in the sportsman's booth. Um, I'm lucky enough to get Heather from Heather's Choice. Um, this great food company that I met yesterday, I'm so impressed. Heather, thanks a bunch for being on. First off,
1: yeah, thanks for giving me an opportunity to step away from the booth for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is crazy today. The our audience can probably hear the rumble in the backdrop, um, but hundreds and hundreds of people walking around.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a good energy. I like the show because it is so big. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of people here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One, well, it's so specific to hunting too. A lot of these shows. Um, They get to be you know, almost like a flea market or, you know, they, there, there's a bunch of, uh, uh, different things that don't pertain to, to Western hunting, you know, which this one's nice. It's so focused on Western hunting and it's so focused, um, you know, on the, on the people that are here giving them a good experience.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I'm, again, I can't leave my booth because we're so busy, which is good because there's a lot of stuff to buy here. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun toys <laughs> that oh, we could be taking home with us. A
0: ton. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I made a, a, spur of the moment purchase yesterday, just nice. walking around and, um, I saw this uh, new pad and I'm just in the market for a new pad. I love to sleep. Like sleep is so important in the backcountry or in life in general. Yeah. And um, when you get a pad that isn't comfortable, you're always rolling and your shoulder or your hip will be a little sore. And so I'll pack an extra half a pound to be comfortable. And I found this pad that was so comfortable yesterday. So I had to buy it.
1: That's awesome.
0: And also came by your booth and purchased some things there. Um, You guys just have a great selection. So, Maybe Heather, you can start with just giving us some of your background, your introduction, your company, mission statement, um, and kind of tell us what you're all about.
1: Sure, so I was born and raised in Bird Creek, Alaska, which is where I still call home today. And I think that's a pretty big part of my origin story because I was fortunate enough to be raised in a place like Alaska where you have tons of wild spaces and lots of animals and foraging and fishing and hunting and you know, pretty darn spoiled. And so I had a foundation of good, healthy food growing up. My mom's the ultimate foodie. She would be really upset if she knew I ever ate something that wasn't organic. Uh, And so that really led into my college experience. So I left Alaska and went to school in Bellingham, Western Washington University, and was recruited to row for Western. So I spent four years as a college athlete and it was an incredible experience. Like, you know, being an endurance athlete is a very large commitment of time and energy, but it really teaches you a lot about hard work and dedication and perseverance. So I rode for four years. And during that time, I learned everything I could about sports nutrition, because I remember that my coach had said, you know, you would be better off having a Snickers bar rather than nothing after practice. Or you should have chocolate milk post workout and you should eat more bagels. And it just always felt like the nutrition recommendations weren't very sound. And so I found myself really diving deep into sports nutrition, learning about paleo nutrition specifically, and then applying that over the course of the four years, which eventually led me to Heather's Choice. So it's been quite a journey just because I've gotten to play around with a lot of different nutritional philosophies and ultimately when I started doing more pack rafting trips and more backcountry adventures, I realized that all the sports nutrition I had learned for college athletics really wasn't being applied to backcountry adventure. So people maybe really cared about their macronutrient timing or their supplementation for, let's say, endurance running or crew or whatever sport you may do, But then there was this huge group of people going out on 10, 15, 20, 30 day trips and they weren't considering how nutrition was impacting them on those adventures. So that's kind of what I've taken on. (laughs) My personal mission is just to get good, healthy food in people's packs Mm -hmm. and hopefully help educate people on how important nutrition is, not just in your own daily life, but also when you're embarking on these great big epic adventures,
0: absolutely, yeah. Um, it, so you filled such a great niche in the in in the hunting community, the backpacking community. We were stuck with these freeze-dried meals, and a lot of guys eat them when they're on these hunts, but they just wreck my system, and I can't I can't operate at peak performance on them. And so I've gotten totally away from them. And but we still need lightweight food, but it it you know you eat clean the rest of the year to perform at your best and when you go into the backcountry, all of a sudden you know you're, you're you're putting these different foods in your body where you're not performing you know at your optimal levels and and that's really where you want to be at your best you've trained all year long for this hunt and so to be able to have a company like yours um and to be able to you use dehydrated meals um you, you don't have the salts other than just uh for added flavor but you don't have all that sodium packaged in there, and, and two, it, it's um, that it's good products in there. It, it's clean, like you say, and so um, it just feels a great niche in the industry. So we're so happy to have you.
1: Hey, thanks. It's this is a good industry to be in. I remember one of my first customers when I started Heather's Choice. I think it was August of 2014. And this guy calls up, and he's like, hey, I need 40 dinners, 40 snacks, and 40 breakfasts. And at the time, I was making everything myself in my tiny little apartment, and I was blown away. Like, who is this guy, and why does he need so much food? And it turned out that he was a hunter and heading into his hunting season, and that has been consistent over the last almost five years now that August is our busiest time of year because people are headed out on really long, extended adventures. Mm-hmm.
0: And it, it's so tough to cut through all the information to figure out what's healthiest for, for the individual. Like, um, I know I have a tough time. Like, I'm so into fitness and nutrition and um, uh, being at my best. And even for me, it is so tough to sort through the information to find the right diet that fits me for peak performance. And so it's so nice that you have a background in this, you know, that that, that you can really advise people and, and put the right foods in their system. So um, maybe we'll kind of get into the, the the different body types and, and what's best for the individual. Um, you or maybe let's start with um, paleo. So you said you base this on paleo. Maybe give me the groundwork of paleo.
1: Sure. So in contrast, for endurance athletics, a lot of times we're told to focus on high-carbohydrate, low-fat, moderate-protein diets. So that might mean that 70% of your diet is coming from whole grains or from legumes or any of these carbohydrate-rich foods. And so as a college athlete, that's what I did. I was eating boatloads of oatmeal and tons of pasta and tons of rice and bagels. And I found that I was actually breaking out and I had like fully systemic uh, psoriasis, which is like a really irritated skin condition and it felt awful. And so I took it upon myself to figure out like what's going on here? Why I'm a healthy person. I exercise like crazy and I think I'm doing the right thing with my food. What's happening here? And so it turns out that psoriasis is an autoimmune condition. And so that's when your immune system is overly heightened. And it starts to attack your own body cells, thinking that it's a foreign invader, which sounds problematic and definitely is. And so I had one of many autoimmune conditions that are out there. And that's where I started to learn about paleonutrition. And so paleonutrition is this idea that we evolved as hunter-gatherers, which I think a lot of people in this room could maybe agree with, (laughs) and that our bodies are best suited for the diet of a hunter-gatherer, which means that you're going to have your healthy wild game meats. You're going to have probably some seafood and maybe some fruits, some leafy green things, some nuts and seeds. But overall, your diet is going to be very healthy, clean, good, whole food. And so that was one of the first dieting strategies I read about through Mark Sisson from the Primal Blueprint. And I was like, this makes all the sense in the world. And as I started to transition from a high carbohydrate, mostly whole grain, low fat diet, I noticed that, wow, not only am I leaner, but my skin condition is resolving itself. I don't have the same achiness and I don't have the same soreness because my diet isn't irritating to my gut. So, paleo nutrition not only encompasses the good quality food that you want to be eating and incorporating into your diet, mm-hmm. but also eliminating things like grains, legumes, and dairy because those foods can be so irritating to our immune system. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. Um,
1: Have you gone through that similar yes. journey? Um,
0: my, I you know, my body is pretty forgiving, mm-hmm. but as far as performance, I've tried different diets and different things, and and I can. I can definitely um, tell that 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 when I eat clean, when I get away from processed foods, when I get away from sugar, sugar is such a. Uh, you, you talk about inflammation in your joints and in your gut. And in your, so when I get away from all that sugar, all the processed sugar, I'm not scared of sugar. I just like to get it through fruit, through vegetables. Um, but when I get away from that, I can definitely feel that my body performs better. So, so that for me was my goal. And I, I've tried different things. And we talked a little bit yesterday like uh, uh, about keto, how keto is the new craze and how it really depends on, on your body type as well. Um, how how keto you are, but I am a huge believer in, in being ketogenic, so fat adaptive. So maybe we could go into a little bit of the keto or ketogenic and, and how your body can adapt to, to burn the fat. And the other thing is all the misinformation we got I over know. through the years. We were taught all these things, all these low-fat, you know, high-carb diets for years. And so it's really tough to get that out of our brains, like even still... Some of these these stigmas surrounding different things, surrounding eggs, or which are great for you, but these stigmas still stay with us today, you know. And so it's really tough to get rid of that or sort through the information to find something healthy. But I, I love that concept of paleo. I think that's great. Just getting yeah. away from the process, getting away from the sugars and... Um, and treating your body right. And I definitely notice a difference when I when I eat like that.
1: For sure. And I think just so people are clear, you can have a paleo diet and then you can have a primal diet. And the primal diet is the one that I recommend to most people because okay. it's a little more flexible than paleo. Okay. And primal means you can sometimes have grass-fed butters or you can have dark chocolate or you can have some wine. Like it's just a little bit easier to adopt for a lifetime. And then ketogenic, you don't have to be paleo or primal. You're really just striving for a certain macronutrient ratio that allows your body to use ketones for energy instead of always needing uh, carbohydrates or sugars Mm -hmm. to process energy and to feel normal (laughs) every day. So there's a lot of people that are now striving for a fully ketogenic diet because you can eat things like bacon and you can eat butter and you can eat cheese and blah, blah, blah. But I think what people don't realize is that with a ketogenic diet, you do have to restrict your carbohydrates really heavily for a long time in order for your body to become fully keto adapted. And so that's where I get nervous when people talk to me about keto diets, because the level of commitment that it takes to do it right, I think a lot of people don't have. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it can get a little bit sticky Or if you're someone like yourself and you do a lot of endurance running and you love to exercise and you love to get glycolytic and push hard, a ketogenic diet may not be the best thing for you. And you might find that you're just not recovering fast enough to push it super hard every single day. Mm -hmm. So that's where in our business right now, We're staying committed to offering people good, healthy, high quality food, more primal influence than paleo or keto. And when people ask us for ketogenic products, I'm really hesitant to go there because I don't know that it's... I don't, I'm not convinced that it isn't going to be a nutritional trend mm-hmm. or a phase that people are eventually going to grow out of.
0: You make a really good point there. Like, um, your, your eating has to be a lifestyle. It has to be something that you can sustain. And when you do restrict yourself so much or it is so stringent that you have to follow, um, yeah, you, you end up doing it for a little while and then getting off it. So, it, it, it's really changing your, your eating habits to be healthy and something that you can sustain and, and also... Um, you know, you you, you got to have a treat here, or there. Or you right. got to have something here, or there, or you you just feel you feel like you're so limited, you know, or you feel like you're almost missing out. And so, I think you make a really good point there. So, um, but but I think it is important. Like, I really believe in backcountry hunting. Like, they're the most the grueling tests of, of endurance that I've ever done. They're just day after day after day, and you're at such a, a calorie calorie depletion too like you you're burning more than you can put in your body right and um so so for me like i i've really bought into and believed into to to getting ketogenic or more fat adaptive would you say
1: i would call it fat adapted like i would say that from what we talked about yesterday where you were talking about maybe getting up and going for a fasted workout mm-hmm. and if you can go and do that, that to me says that your body is actually really efficient at tapping into fat for fuel mm-hmm. because you can wake up in the morning and you can go for a run or you can work at your computer and your brain is potentially using ketones and it's not craving sugar right off the bat. Yes. Because somebody who wakes up in the morning and skips breakfast and then starts to get kind of shaky or they get kind of hangry or they start to feel they have low blood sugar because they haven't had their dose of carbohydrates that morning. That to me shows that you are not fat adapted. Like your body is completely dependent on glucose and you have to dose yourself with sugar every three or four hours.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And And so so in the, in the back country where you are depleted, if your, your body can transfer over and burn those fats easily, you know, you can tap into that, that energy. And I also notice a lot of the benefits that the keto community gets. Like, I don't get hungry pain. I haven't eaten all day today. It's not a big deal for me. I, I don't, my mind can still be clear. I don't, in those hunger pains, it's not really being hungry. It's your body craving those sugars in those right. carbs, isn't it? And so when you can teach your body to get away from that through the fasted runs and, and, um, you know, tap in or, or get your body more fat adaptive, uh, it just seems like you get a lot of the benefits that they get. And, and for backcountry hunting, I, I think it gives me a huge, huge uh a benefit and, and huge advantage over my competition because you you are going to be depleted and to, so your body being able to run that way uh, it's just a huge benefit
1: yeah and that's where you see guys i think you and i spoke on this yesterday too about how people don't realize how much Energy they actually store within their own body fat or within their muscles. So, if somebody is even like a 10% body fat male, he likely has two weeks of calories on board. And if he's fat adapted, he can tap into that stuff and he can actually use that for energy while he's out in the field. And if you are somebody who's completely carbohydrate or sugar dependent, even if you have those fat stores, your body doesn't know how to tap into that fuel source and utilize it. And so you then just have to keep refilling the tank with sugar. Mm-hmm. So You, you feel the
0: crash too, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it feels
1: awful. Yes. And so that, I'm right there with you. If people can get fat adapted and they can utilize carbohydrates or fats and they can oscillate back and forth, then you have something called metabolic flexibility, and you can get the best of both worlds. Oh, I
0: like that. You
1: can have a sweet potato with dinner, mm-hmm. or you can skip breakfast, or you can have a ribeye mm-hmm. and a glass of wine and <laughs> not completely wreck your blood sugar levels in the process.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So how would you recommend that, that, like my audience, uh, what would you recommend to, to get more fat adapted?
1: You know, I've, everybody that asks me about nutrition, I tell them to buy a copy of The Primal Blueprint. It's a great book. Oh, yeah, Mark he's Sisson's a wizard. the best. He's he is. He's so smart. And so he just presents everything in such a good way. And if you don't want to buy the book, go to Mark Sisson's website, MarksDailyApple.com. Just read about even the carbohydrate curve that he has there or start there and then if people want to take some action steps i think one thing people can do is start with breakfast so let's say a typical breakfast might consist of pancakes or oatmeal or cold cereal or a lot of carbohydrate based foods Mm -hmm. if people can start to instead have let's say whole eggs or some bacon or some ground bison or you know some fat from avocado if they can have a more protein and fat rich breakfast it sets them up to have a lot better hunger management throughout the rest of the day Mm -hmm. because once again, they're not dosing themselves with a whole lot of sugar first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. And so then you find that you don't get hungry three or four hours later or even two hours later and start reaching for more sugar, like a small child. (laughs) Instead you have really good blood sugar management And you don't get hungry until your next meal. Mm-hmm. And so, if, if people can start to make that transition with each one of their meals where the emphasis is around good, high quality animal proteins mm-hmm. and then healthy anti inflammatory fats, then they can pepper in fruits and vegetables to their heart's content. And boom, like you're still eating a lot of good quality food, but you're giving your body primarily proteins, fats, and complex carbohydrates that doesn't cause these radical shifts in your blood sugar that really kind of make you feel sick or they make you feel lethargic or hangry or hungover (laughs) or whatever the case may be. So I, I just feel like you and I both know that really eliminating excess sugars and excess carbohydrates is one of the best things that people can do for their long-term health.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mentioned it earlier, but joint pain, it's amazing Mm -hmm. how, uh, how your, um, the joint pain goes away or that you can have joint pain just from inflammation, just from sugars. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And, And how do you feel, um, like about intermittent fasting, um, And that getting you more fat adaptive, you know, having your body run out of those carbs and have to burn the fats. Yeah. How how do you feel about that?
1: I think it's fantastic. I, because primarily when I was working as a nutritionist, I mostly worked with women Mm -hmm. and specifically women in the CrossFit community. I was always a little bit careful about that because there's a big difference between men and women. And so if you're a woman of childbearing age, like you're potentially not well suited for intermittent fasting. Cause your body very quickly goes into survival mode and says, wait a second here. Like I'm supposed to be producing babies. I'm not supposed to be burning up all my fat stores. And so then it can actually have a negative impact because it's too stressful on a woman's body. Mm -hmm. Whereas for men, like you guys are made for that stuff. (laughs) You're made to go days without eating Mm -hmm. or at least 16, 18 hours at a time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just don't want to overlook the fact that there is a very dramatic difference between men and women when it comes to any dieting strategy.
0: Yeah. I think you make a really good point.
1: Yeah. For, for guys, if you can wake up in the morning and postpone eating until 10 or noon or Mm one, and then have a substantial lunch or a substantial dinner meal, that time that you're not eating allows your body to go through and cannibalize some of those uh, like precancerous cells, yes. or it can also help with human growth hormone release. It yeah. makes you more Testosterone. insulin. Yeah, testosterone's a big one. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a proponent of intermittent fasting, assuming that. You're not a 20 to 40 something female that likes to exercise a lot. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. No, CrossFit women would, would be a bad example of that. Yep. They need to keep fueling their body
1: exactly yeah oh you
0: make some great points there yeah i love intermittent fasting and i i like mixing in some longer fast too like a whole day fast i love the benefits that you start to get out of that and you made a good point too about um the the uh, damaged cells like it starts mm-hmm. to burn the damaged cells when you're when you're fasting i think that's a huge benefit as well
1: yeah that was you know i actually have a friend who uh, she survived colon cancer which is wow. crazy that is crazy but for her like she is recognized that if I can go out and get a nine mile run in three times a week, my likelihood of having cancer come back is cut by like 50% Wow! just because she's actually causing some stress and causing her body to regenerate or turn over some of those cells. And so it's very similar with intermittent fasting that you just allow your body to do a bit of that housekeeping Mm -hmm. that you're not doing when you're always digesting food.
0: Well put. Yeah, absolutely, huh? Yeah, what um, what great benefits for for guys? And so, in um, everybody's body type is a little bit different. Everybody's an individual. Um, how how would you how would you get guys to 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 figure out um, what works best for them? Is it a trial and error basis, or is there like the rough guidelines that you've given us, and you follow those and see how your body
1: reacts? You know, it's it's so different from person to person because we all have a different level of how do I want to say this discipline, or yes. you know, like someone like you, I could say, hey, you're only gonna eat two days a week, and you're gonna eat this much at those four meals that you get, and you'd be like, no problem, Heather, I got this. Whereas for somebody else, even to ask them to change their breakfast from cereal to eggs is like pulling teeth. (laughs) So I think that people first have to recognize like what's my level of commitment Mm -hmm. to really trying this on for size? Am I going to half ass it? Am I gonna put my whole ass into it? (laughs) Because I tell people all the time to make small dietary changes and they don't do it and they don't get results. Mm -hmm. And so if you are someone who's really committed to trying this on for size, You could very well start with a paleo or primal lifestyle. You don't have to restrict your eating. You don't have to measure or weigh or count. You can just say, hey, here are the most common irritating food groups. Let's say grains and dairy and processed sugars. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut those out of my diet and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I don't think there's a single person in this room who wouldn't see an immediate benefit from that.
0: Wow. Um, I like how you put that. Small dietary changes that, that you can sustain for, for your lifestyle um, yeah. where, where you're not totally changing everything. Small dietary changes, just like you said, and then seeing the benefits from it and then wanting to make more changes to get more performance out of your body.
1: Well, I imagine, like, if you were talking to somebody about getting into running, you wouldn't say, like, hey, I have an idea. How about you start with 100 miles next week? <laughs> like, it, you would quit because it would hurt so bad. And I, yep. I think it's the same with our diets. Like, we try to make too many changes all at once, and it hurts too much, and it's too uncomfortable, and we quit. Mm-hmm. Versus saying wow, if I could run one mile this week, Mm -hmm. that would be a mile more than I did last week. Mm -hmm. And that would be a success. And I'd probably feel pretty motivated to do it again next
0: week. And especially when you start feeling better, then you want to build on that. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, yeah, tell us about some of your products you have. So Heather's Choice is your company. Yep. Yep. And um, you guys are growing like crazy right now. Yep. And so you have uh, a bunch of meals available for backcountry hunters. Right. Um and uh you hooked me up with uh, was it chocolate, chili and their so there's a little bit of chocolate powder, but it isn't chocolate fa-
1: flavored, right? No. So the, the dark chocolate chili is made with grass fed bison oh. and the chocolate comes from the little bit of cocoa powder. And then we put a little bit of espresso powder in there too. Mm-hmm. So you get a nice kick.
0: And tell us about the ingredients. I loved reading the ingredients list on your products.
1: Yeah. All of the Heather's Choice products are things that I would make for myself at home. So the dark chocolate chili is a meal that we've been selling a ton of at this show in particular because it's very, very hearty. It's high protein, it's got some good quality fats in there, and then it has complex carbohydrates from the yams and the onions and the tomatoes. So once again, it's totally grain, dairy, processed sugar-free, and that's consistent throughout our entire adventure menu where we're trying to give people good quality calories that you need when you're out there in the backcountry without giving you a bunch of fillers or excess sodium or anything like that. So we have our... Buckwheat breakfast, which is a grain and dairy-free breakfast option, because once again, grains can be so irritating to our immune system. So something like buckwheat is actually a seed that's a complete protein, so it has all eight essential amino acids. And then from the buckwheat breakfast, we also have the coconut pack which are our best-selling product. And those are almost like little fat bombs. They're mostly coconut, and then they have some almond flour, some maple syrup as the binder and the sweetener and then we jazz them up with essential oils and sea salt and other good ingredients but those little suckers they have 160 calories per ounce so that's why they're so popular they taste good good
0: for you and you can just stick them in your pocket i'm gonna have some this morning you gave me a couple to try out um but yeah, and, and then also you mentioned the protein. I always have a tough time getting protein mm-hmm. when I'm in the backcountry. Of course, you can't keep meat or, you know, and I, I get away from these freeze-dried meals. I looked at that that package yesterday, 42 grams of protein that you packed in that and all from the bison
1: yep exactly that's amazing yeah it's been fun because i'm i'm right there with you just realizing when i'm going on these trips the things that i crave are really good hearty animal proteins and more vegetables Mm -hmm. because you can only eat so much sugar or so many processed things before you get palate fatigue and then suddenly you don't want to eat anything because everything in your bag is sweet tasting so you always want to make sure that you've got a balance of sweet and salty just as a little nutritional tip when you're planning your backcountry menu because otherwise you just get overwhelmed with this sense of wow I've been eating a lot of bars or I've been eating a lot of trail mix or just too much sugar all around so we make sure that all of our meals have lots of good quality protein and then they also have good quality fats that people need while they're out there. Mm-hmm
0: yeah uh it's so important, and uh, a lot of these hunts like I hunt a lot of high country mule deer that can be done above ten thousand eleven twelve thousand feet that elevation it's an appetite suppressant as well yeah and so you have to look forward to and enjoy eating the food you have in your pack It has to taste good, and I like that you mentioned having the different uh, uh flavor uh, profiles, you know having the salty and the sweet i I think that is important
1: yeah we I mean I've made that mistake on too many trips where I just packed bunch of bars and a bunch <laughs> oh. of trail mix and before you know it you're all like gosh if i could find a bag of potato chips that would really make a difference <laughs> i would crush <laughs> a bag of potato chips <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> i'm so with you when i first started just not i was just uh, uh, uh young and in my 20s and I, I just didn't pay much attention to my nutrition and and i was exercising a little bit but i remember my first backcountry trip that i had planned for 10 days and my nutrition consisted of uh, a Cliff Bar for morning, a Cliff Bar for lunch, and a Mountain House at night, and I about <laughs> killed oh, myself. No. I haven't I haven't eaten a Cliff Bar to this day, twenty years later, and and I've stopped eating Mountain House for the last ten years or any freeze dried fruits. I just don't like the what the uh, the role they play on my system, yeah, you know, right. the way they make me feel. Um, so it's so great that we have a healthy alternative or a, a healthy choice now that we can take into the backcountry. So I am so excited to take some of your food into the backcountry this year.
1: Yeah, thank you. We're keeps us very very busy we make everything out of our kitchen in anchorage alaska and it's really 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 gratifying because we've had tons of people come to the booth at this event saying wow i'm so glad this is gluten-free or wow i'm so glad it doesn't have dairy or soy or corn and we're definitely filling a pretty big niche, as far as I can tell. A
0: huge niche, yeah, absolutely. Well, is there anything else, any information that you'd like to share that you think would help our audience or help backcountry hunters or help for an extreme hunt? Um, anything else you want to mention?
1: You know, I think you and I touched on it a little bit earlier. Of It's really a, a lifestyle. So if you are thinking about an upcoming trip and thinking about what kind of food you want to pack, it would, be, it would behoove you to start thinking about your nutrition and your day-to-day life. Like, how can I make improvements? How can I become more fat adapted? How can I become more insulin sensitive or decrease the amount of processed sugars that I'm eating or processed foods? So then when it does come time to plan for your trip, you're a lot more in tune with what makes you feel good and what allows you to perform your best. Mm -hmm. And then you can plan your menu around that and say, you know, I, I know I like this product or I know that I need this many calories i need this much protein and it is different from person to person but it's a worthwhile endeavor to just start paying attention to your nutrition way before hunting season comes along
0: yeah you want to get your body acclimated to it it isn't just about eating right when you're in the backcountry it's a lifestyle like you say that's really well said heather i think that's the (laughs) the best advice you could give
1: I hope so. I mean, we hope to be of service to people, that's for sure. Yep.
0: Well, congratulations on the company. Thanks so much. You are filling a huge niche in the industry. And thanks for taking the time in this busy show to to sit down with me and share some information.
1: Yeah, thanks for letting me come hang out and grab a seat for a second before I go back to work. Yep, super. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, talk to you soon. Thanks. All right, guys. Uh, fun conversation with Heather. Um, she's just so knowledgeable about nutrition and performance and um, you know, I get these thoughts and theories about um, nutrition and about the, the, the way my body works and, and what's going on in the backcountry and what's good for me. And, and a lot of it's through experience and, and um, you know, things I've read or podcasts I've listened to. But to be able to sit down with somebody that is, that is truly knowledgeable about the body's performance and nutrition um, was really beneficial for me. So I, I really enjoyed it. I really appreciate Heather being on the podcast um with that uh yeti was our sponsor for today's show again they just changed the way i hunt to have a high quality cooler i never thought it it changed my world the way it does but um it truly does i'm able to stay out there longer i'm able to keep ice longer cool my meat down um You know, you just take really good care of it when you get it. You know they're good money, and so, like, when you, I'm just um, so particular at how I clean it every time when I get home or when I get done. But you take really good care of it, but everything's high quality on those. Um, They're made to last. They're not made to break. And so you buy them once and you have them forever. Um, But thanks to Yeti Coolers for sponsoring the podcast. I sure appreciate the support. And with that, yeah, I told you guys we'll get that Eastman's one recorded. I got some other great recordings coming up. Um, about the only thing I can think about right now is New Zealand. I am so pumped to get out there. I can't believe um, I'm gonna get to go out there and go bow hunt, I'm going with some good buddies. I want to see them have success. Um, you know, I'm I'm prepared and ready to go, but I'm going with no expectations. Um, I'm just gonna have fun and take a bunch of pictures and and uh, enjoy myself um, and and enjoy being in a different part of the world. Like this is a true adventure bow hunt for me. Um, so I'm just so stoked. Um, I have got those bows just um, shooting so good. And so I'm excited for New Zealand. I- I'm excited for this season. I just can't wait. Planning these hunts and how I'm going to do my fall and my time and um, having my body in just top physical shape and shooting dial. I am so ready for this season. Um, I- I'm so ready to challenge myself and to go for it. Um, bear season's going to be a riot. Try to arrow a nice big mature boar. Um, mule deer hunts, antelope hunts, elk hunts, trying to put myself in some good places you know, really hoping I get lucky on one of these tags. I had a buddy and I think I'll go down and help him, but he drew a 23, uh, archery bull tag in Arizona. And uh, I looked up his odds for that hunt. It was a one in a thousand odds. And last year he drew a sheep tag, which was like one in 300 or one in 400 odds. He has got the luck right now. Um, but good for him. I, I just can't wait. I am so pumped for him. He's just, um, it, it's it's a really good chance for him to kill that, that next level once in a lifetime bull. And he's been hunting elk for a long time. Um, and he's killed a lot of good bulls over the years. But uh, this will be a good chance to go down there. And I'd like to help him out. It's like in November hunt down there and and go help him hunt it but uh yeah he's got an Arizona um rifle elk tag um super pumped for him uh but gosh that luck I just need a little bit of that to get one of those once in a lifetime tags to I'd love to hunt sheep you know it would be a fun one to draw and and um you know or or uh, a Shira's moose tag I've been looking at at uh, montana and where i'm putting in there is that there's just so many great possibilities it's such a fun time of year and i i love like all this map research and study it just pays dividends come hunting season to get these ideas and these mountain ranges i want to hunt And then to start marking things out and how I'd hunt it and how I'm going to scout it. And then to start making my plan for season. I'm going to a lot of new places. I I love to explore. I love looking for the next new spot. And so, yeah, I, I want to go to new high country spots for mule deer. And I want to go... Um, in the biggest wildernesses I can go in like I I just want to disappear my advantage is backpack hunting like I know it Um, I, I can just live off my back and I can travel mile upon mile and look for these next level critters and so um, you know, I can't film in the wilderness or anything, so um, I, I'm just going for myself to go challenge myself and to go in some of these extreme places and these extreme hunts and um, do it while, I, while I'm while i in my prime, train really hard for it, and uh, go disappear in the wildo and see where I'm at. So pumped. It is going to be an awesome 2019. Um, I just absolutely can't wait. So um, all starts off for me. I'm pretty lucky. I get to go... Uh, go do this trip with good buddies in New Zealand. And, um, I got some good podcasts lined up for you guys. So we'll keep those rolling and, uh, record a couple more here before I leave. And, um, God, I got some good ideas for guests too. Uh, but let's keep this thing rolling. Um, I want you guys to be successful. I want to be successful. Um, you know, it, it it's fun to to share my journey with you, and then also, you know, to try to give you the necessary information to be successful. Um, I mean, public lands, and then public lands, you know, with a bow and arrow is extremely difficult, and so you have to spend a lot of time, you know, researching it, uh, uh, trying to get better. Like it's a lifestyle, and and I've dedicated my life to it for the last 20 years to get as good as I can at it, because it's my absolute passion. It makes me feel alive. It, it just um, it, it's what I what I love to spend my free time doing you know it's it's just um so so it's really cool to to be able to have that but um you know if you don't have success or you know success is always tough but uh you you can lose ambition and so like you've got to just further that learning curve improve your skill set where you can find some success and uh you know and then it, it motivates you to do even better and to do more but, uh, all right, well, that's a wrap. Really fun recording, um, with Heather. Thanks to Heather's Choice for being on. Um, I get rambling at the end of these podcasts cause I get all fired up about bow hunting, but, uh, heck that's what the podcast is. So I'll check in with you guys next week. Also have, a, a another, uh, Mike Eastman story I'm editing down. So I'll try to get that out to you. The round the campfire with Mike Eastman guy is so animated, such a great storyteller. So I'll have that coming out too. And uh, with that, keep working hard towards your goals and uh, check in with you next week.